It's time to detox your brain. The incredibly simple way to strengthen your mind and achieve what God intended for you right now on Jewish Voice with Jonathan Burnus. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice. I'm Jonathan Burnus. What if I told you that there's a switch in your brain and when you flip it, you boost both your brain power and your faith in just 21 days. It's true. Our guest today has made a groundbreaking discovery. Please welcome neuroscientist, Dr. Caroline Leaf. Thank you. My, my head is still spinning from yesterday's program. <laughs> because although I've read your book, it just introduced so much of the reality that we have creative power in our thoughts, in our, in our spoken word and in our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And uh, just for those that didn't watch the program yesterday, just a very quick background. You, you have done decades of research on this. I've been involved in this field for 30 years. I ran a clinical practice for 25. So I've been studying the science of thought and how when we, where our mind goes, our brain follows. That's literally what I've been doing, seeing for 30 years with across a broad spectrum of people with, well, everyone's got issues. I mean, everyone's got something that they're dealing with, but from very traumatic situations like traumatic brain injuries, all the way through to just coping with making good decisions and renewing our mind, like the word of God says. So we all have a mind, we all have a brain, and we all need to use our mind correctly to change your brain so it's so let's let's jump right into this idea that I introduced with the program of actually flipping a switch in our mind is it in our mind or in our brain we flip the switch in our mind well our mind is doing the action and then the result is a biological response in the brain so the brain responds to the mind and the mind is part of our spirit so it's, it's part of it's our soul and so as a spirit soul and body this the mind is part of the soul so what we do with our mind our action our mind when it's when we're thinking when we're choosing when we're feeling we are changing the biology of the brain we're flipping that switch that switches on genes that causes proteins to express or amino acids to express which forms proteins and they build into these tree-like structures called dendrites which are which is basically our thoughts so thoughts are real things that occupy mental real estate and that's why i've got some plants here and this this the healthy one is a healthy thought and then the little wiry one that's closer to you and not me which is good no I'm just joking um, is a toxic one so <laughs> I just right use, so I just he's making sure it's shady it's we share we center this thing so what I use is these analogies to show people that when you know we have the power of choice we have free will we have the ability to choose and as you choose the that thinking and that thinking feeling and choosing is the signal that activates the genetic expressions the switch is flipped we're, we're we're doing, our, mind. It's our mind is doing that. That's the switch. The issue is we need to readjust. We can actually control the, the outcome. Yes. The, the, the reshaping of, of our brain. Yes, you design, actually. you design the landscape of your brain. So this, this is the beauty of it. And that's why God tells what us to read. What a neat thought. Isn't it amazing? So if you think of it spiritually, God tells us that we've got to pray continuously. You know, the Bible tells us we must pray continuously. We must meditate on the word day and night. So if you think of what does that mean in terms of living life, because we, it doesn't mean we walk around with our Bible in our hand all day, you're living life. It means we discipline our mind to listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit all day long. So we've seen this with brain research. We are, you are designed to listen to me now, listen to the stuff that's coming up from the non-conscious to the conscious 
conscious and talk to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, and have a whole discussion. What should I say? How should I react? How should I respond? So in other words, we, we are able to bring, bring those thoughts into captivity to Christ Jesus, literally like the word says, that's what science has proven. We designed our front part of our brain and all the different parts work together. We can bring those thoughts, catch them, and then choose whether we're going to make a good decision and build a healthy thought or make a wrong decision and build a toxic thought. So in the same way what we eat can affect affects our body, what we think affects our brain. But the thinking is the thinking and the eating affects our brain and our body. And the thinking is 75 to 98%. What we eat is 2 to 25%. And the two together make 100%. So, and the eating also includes like medications and what we put on our body. So anything biological forms two to twenty five percent. The other the, the majority signal that the, the majority signal that's the switch we've been talking about, it's our mind, what we are what we are doing with our love, power and our sound let, let mind. Let me restate this because this is huge. Seventy five to ninety eight percent of what happens to us of of sickness and a whole list of things is affected by our, th our thought life? It's dominated by our thought life. Our thought life literally is what's determining how we are functioning physically. So what we're thinking about is determining our physical state, and that's the majority. So it's obviously there's the two to 25 to, to 98 percent. So the idea of genetics, the idea of our DNA, the idea of our upbringing, and we have to live in that reality you're saying is false. We're not victims of. No, we're not victims. We don't have of it. to be victims. They're of very our real. They're very real, but we don't have to. We, we can change. This is the beauty of it. So you can grow up in a really bad environment, and that that there is the decisions of your parents that signals that you process, and they become thoughts in your head. So you process your life, your nurturing, into your brain. So your your your, your nature and your nurture are working together, and this is actually forming this, these thoughts inside of your head. So these thoughts inside of your head, basically, you can grow up and you can say, okay, well, I'm just going to live like my parents did because that's what all I know or you maybe were abused or went through trauma or something like that you can either choose to stay in that or you can choose to say no I'm going to forgive I'm going to change I'm not going to let that be my reality I'm not going to let that be my destiny and you can change what what's happened to you you can actually change how you see that that's the whole thing we talk about a trial becoming a testimony and whatever that's a mind decision which creates a biological change in the brain and in the body that's what's so amazing to me that you actually can experience a biological change by changing your thinking. Talk about toxic thinking and the consequences of toxic thinking. What's toxic thinking? Well, this thinking? is toxic thinking. So when we make our, I mean, it's just an image, it's an analogy. Toxic. And healthy. Healthy. Okay, so what, what science has shown us is that we're wired for love, which means that we're wired to only make good decisions. And that makes sense because in the Bible we made in God's image, so God is love. So our design, our default is he didn't make bad stuff, he made good stuff but he gave us free will. So our ability to think and choose then gives us an incredible amount of power. And obviously if we choose to follow God, that's the right way. If we choose to listen to the Holy Spirit. So Deuteronomy 30:19 says it perfectly. I lay before you life and death, blessing and cursing, choose life, okay? So God is saying, okay, I've given it all to you, choose. You've got the power to choose. So God could have made us robots, which is what um, genetic predeterminism or determinism means, not predeterminism, genetic determinism means. It means that you're a machine and you have no control over your life. But God didn't make us like that. So whatever the outcome us, is, we, we're, we're just prisoners of that. We exactly. But this puts this puts the responsibility on us. On us exactly. And free will, the reality, exactly. of, the, the reality of free will. And the responsibility of free will. And yes, we can have 
you, you, there's stories of people that have had terrible nurturing, and but they've overcome. How did they overcome? They overcame by choice. See, choice is so massive in this whole process. We choose to follow Christ or we choose not to follow Christ. We choose to just submerge ourselves in the terrible, toxic things of our environment, or we choose to say, that's not my reality. I will rejoice despite the circumstances. This is mind action. And whatever you decide with your mind, you physically change your brain. So renewing of the mind changes the biology of the brain. Caroline, what about those who say, well, I, I can't control it. It just, my thoughts, these thoughts happen and I can't, I can't really control that. that. You challenge that. Okay, so I, I can't is a decision as well. If I say, I just can't do this, I can't control this, I can't, I've chosen to not control it. But if I say, it's hard, but I'm going to, it'll change. Whatever you think about, think of this principle. Whatever you think about the most will grow. So if I'm constantly thinking about this good stuff, it will grow. But if I'm constantly thinking about how terrible my life is, then that's going to become my reality. But we, our front part of our brain is designed by God, and we are epigenetically and genetically equipped to be able to literally stand outside of our circumstances, stand outside of ourselves and actually observe our situations. And we've, that's the kind of power that we have and change them. I mean, it's interesting if you look at, like, you know, you think of the word addiction, and addiction immediately conjures up bad images of terrible things, addiction to drugs and alcohol and porn and all. But meanwhile, addiction is a very healthy concept. Addiction, we designed to be addicted to God. We are designed to be constantly in communication with God. Communion worship is our highest, is the highest design of our spirit man. So when, when, and, and, and if, they, if they, they look at a list of the seven different top addictions, and love is the hardest addiction to quit because we are designed and wired for love. Now the point I'm making here is that this is our natural normal wired for love. We can actually, that's our normal addiction. That means that we have so much power behind us. Humans, as humans, God bearing, bearing God's image, we don't recognize the power that we have. So when we say I can't, we're using our power incorrectly. We're choosing to stay stuck. And I'm not decrying the traumas of life can be incredibly overwhelming, but even the worst of the worst circumstances, and we see those stories, and that's why those are the stories that we love to read and hear about of people that have overcome the most dire circumstances, and it's through choice in their mind. And they've also shown research that addicts in the wrong direction, if you're not addicted to God, you're addicted to the wrong thing. So any, um, any addiction, like for example heroin, which is, which is a very difficult addiction to get out of, 86 to 93% of addicts of any type get out of addiction through choice through the recognition, through mind action, through the recognition that that's not me, I'm hiding something, the addiction is to love, that's the normal side. We have to take a break. Toxic thinking, healthy, healthy thinking, thinking. you can choose. When we come back, we're gonna talk about concrete steps that you can take to begin to change your thinking and change your life. And then later, the poorest Jewish community in the world, and they're being persecuted simply because of their identity, an extraordinary story of unshakable faith despite relentless persecution. It's an inspirational story you don't want to miss. Dr. Caroline Leaf has been mentoring thousands on how to rewire their brain and tap into all that God created them to be. From over 30 years of scientific study, discover a smarter, happier, healthier, more productive you by learning to switch on your brain in just 21 days. For a gift of any amount, we want to bless you with Dr. Leaf's book, Switch On Your Brain. 
Her revolutionary 21-day detox will show you how to identify and root out the toxic thoughts robbing you of health and peace, and then leads you step-by-step to replace them with spiritual truths that propel you into a happier, healthier life. Not only will Dr. Leaf's book help you find renewed health and wholeness, your support will also help Jewish Voice provide health and wholeness through life-saving humanitarian care to Jewish people and their neighbors in desperate need. Most importantly, you will be helping them to hear the life-transforming message of God's love and salvation found in Yeshua, Jesus. These are Jewish people in critical need. We've started the work, but with your help, we can do so much more. Anything you can do will make a difference and will save lives. If you can share a gift of $60 or more, we want to bless you with Dr. Leaf's book and this stunning silver-plated Shema necklace. It features Hebrew text which says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. This is the most important of all Jewish prayers. Remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. This is your opportunity to be that blessing. Please call or click right now to help us save and transform lives. If you just joined us, I'm continuing my conversation with Dr. Caroline Leaf. She's the author of this wonderful book, Switching on Your Brain. And uh, look, I did my homework. You made okay, it really, thanks. really, but you made it really easy with the summaries. And I was so excited when I read this. I know that what you think and what you say affects the, your reality, but the idea that you can actually change your brain. You make the statement, and in the book, you can change your brain with your mind. You can change your brain with your mind. Explain that to us. Basically, we're not destined to stay stuck there. We can literally bring those up. We can literally uproot them. So we think this is some kind of a toxic, think of this being some kind of a toxic habit, and it's in our non-conscious mind. When, When we become aware of it, it moves into the conscious mind, and it becomes malleable, which means it becomes changeable, which means physically the structure of the actual little branches, these little branches on top are called dendrites, and that's where our memories are stored and our memories are our thoughts. When we are aware of something, so this is incredibly spiritual too, this physical reality is such a spiritual reality and and it shows the integration of spirit, soul, body. The minute you're aware of something, this weakens, so it becomes open to change. So we have this incredible opportunity to, as the Holy Spirit reveals truth to us, as the Holy Spirit prompts us to our, our conscience, to, to think, think, hey, I don't ever want to do this anymore in my life. I think I want to change this. And the minute you're aware, you are actually able to change. So you can then go ahead and through the process of change, or you can say, oh, you know, I'm so comfortable with this way of thinking, I'll just keep it, and then it goes back into your non-conscious, even stronger than before. So when it's when you're not aware of it, it's in your non-conscious mind. When you're aware of it, it's moved into your conscious mind. Your non-conscious mind operates 24 hours a day, very fast, and it's where your belief systems fun- operate. So when it comes up, when we make decisions, whatever's stored in our non-conscious mind will influence our decisions. How do we how do we get new information into the into the storage bank for the unconscious? 
thinking. What happens through the conscious mind? So you're like you're doing it at the moment. So information comes in through the through the five senses, and it becomes it comes in as a quantum signal that sets your mind in action. You you focus. Whatever you pay attention to, is going to start building into thoughts. So the repeated effort of focusing on something makes learning take place. Learning is the process of building thoughts. Once you've built the thoughts, you then speak and you do from those thoughts. So everything you say and do is a thought that you have built. So it goes into your brain, passes through the different structures of your brain in a specific kind of sequence, activating all this incredible action. And the end result is that, um, that genes express, proteins are formed and you actually build the thought into your brain. Then initially as you as you build, as the thought, as the, the external stimulus through your mind action becomes a physical reality inside your brain, it then is in a temporary state. And then over, which means short-term memory. Okay, we've all heard of short-term memory. And before I just want to quickly interject here, we have so much space in our brain. We have three million years plus worth of space in our brain. So we never have to get to worry about, am I going to run out of space? The way that our brain is designed, we can keep building memories for three million years plus, and we don't even know how long. It's just you never run out of space. It's just due to the nature of how memories build, how they form, etc., etc. So I mean, these things are also tiny in the brain, and there's so much space in the brain. So initially, when you form it, when you form a thought, it's in a short-term state. So whatever we talking about now if it's new information for you it'll only be in your memory for around 24 to 48 hours so short-term memory only lasts that long so if you think of that just if I for a moment can pause then say if you think of, of an, a toxic situation that happens to you or thoughts or you've maybe sitting in a conversation and someone says gossip or whatever you have a choice with 24 hour window to 48 hour window to either take that stuff and plant it deep inside of your non-conscious and then it impacts your spirit man, it impacts who you are and you wire this stuff in or you can reject that information. So we've got this incredible window built into how our biology works to accept or reject information and the scriptures clearly say that it is the implanted word of God that will save our soul, not the implanted so word of Google and gossip. We decide what's per, what's temporary and what's permanent. We do. In many we do. Ways. What, but we do. But a lot of us get into these bad habits where we don't discipline our mind. So what we do is we focus on something and then we carry on focusing. And after 24 hours, it becomes two or three days, and then it becomes seven days. And before you know it, you're into 21 days where you've been continually thinking about this way of thinking. And if you do that, you've actually then turned something that was short-term into long-term. So this is why we need such disciplined minds. What are you implanting? You know, if the implanted word saves your soul, if good stuff saves your soul, it's not going to be the bad. This is not going to save your soul. This creates neurochemical chaos. Yeah, we're working we, for this. We're working for this. And, and what scientists have found is that you can't actually, um, this causes inflammation in the brain, glucose metabolism dysfunctions, um, the, the whole quantum energy, everything goes wrong around this. So this sets us up for disease and for, you know, all kinds of emotional and mental and mind way, you health. cite some, some, some surveys, some studies that rather, 70, up to 75% in, in, in one survey, 75% and up to the 90-some percentile of sickness is caused through the mind, not through uh, genetic coding, DNA, whatever. Yeah, that's that's true. So what what the research is a significant body of research, and it's coming out daily, showing how the mind is is directly linked to the physical nature of um, illness. So in other words, that how our mind is working is impacting the physical functioning of the body. So 75 to 98% wow. of illnesses 
come from the thought. Ninety-eight. I mean, just just perceiving, like for example, Alzheimer's. We all just think, okay, well, when you get old, you get dementia. Well, that's not what the science says. What science shows is that if you use your brain correctly, <coughs> your brain gets better with age. But if you keep this stuff in your brain, which your brain is not designed to handle, it causes neurochemical and neurological chaos in your brain. And if you keep unforgiveness, bitterness, anything that is in of the fear nature, we so in other words, we, we haven't been given a spirit of fear. We've been given a spirit of love. So anything that is not of love is going to cause this kind of chaos in the brain. And just and builds up. It builds up and over time it increases and then you land up setting yourself up for neurodegenerative diseases, all kinds of diseases. Wow. You mentioned age. I want to, what about age, the, the change in relationship to age? Young people seem to learn quicker. They pick up languages quickly. I have two young girls. Uh, and I'm sure there's people watching 50s, 60s and their 70s and they're thinking, well, I'm pretty much the way I am. I've, I've learned what I've learned. I am who I am. That's a, just a, a, age doesn't limit us. No, age doesn't limit us. That's just a, <coughs> that's just a very much a worldview that's come through that we are. As soon as you look at us as being me mechanistic beings, there's going to be limits. So that's where that's come through from. But we, we're unlimited in our ability to keep learning. The more you learn, the more intelligent you become. So, I mean, things like, for example, uh, we were talking about aging, the, Two things about aging I want to mention, just to pick up on, on what I was saying before and then link it into your question about your daughters seeming to learn differently to you. Just the perception that Alzheimer's is something that you may get will increase your chance of getting Alzheimer's by 43%. So you see that belief system, so just your mind thinking, oh, what if I get Alzheimer's? Just that alone is a signal that will actually start causing neurodegeneration in your brain wow. and you've just now increased your chance of getting okay, Alzheimer's by 43%. That, <laughs> so, stop it. That just shows you, that's just to show you the power of the mind that God has given us. That's what God says, you know, like, choose life, you know, listen to that me. That got everyone's attention, got everyone's by attention. Everyone. Normie does, normie does. 43%. Yeah, which is, which is incredible. Um, then in terms of learning, we, our learning just changes as we get older. So the older you get, the more information you have in your brain. So you get, it requires, it's become, we become more conceptual as we get older. We have more information, so it requires more organization. So if you don't get your mind organized and you get over, overcome by chaos and emotional chaos, that can, that's what can cause problems with learning. Not that your brain is actually aging that you can't learn. It's what we're doing with our brain. It's not what God's given us. We have to us. reprogram ourselves. We, have we really to. do. We need to look after we've what we've got. A lie. Hey, we're out of time. I wanted to talk about stress. Uh, we'll have to do that tomorrow. Sounds and I also good. want to talk about the number 21. The 21 sure. days actually uh, is what it takes to change, to bring lasting change. Well, and you 21 talk, is the first part, and then there's more cycles. And you 21. talk about a 21-day brain detox, detox plan in the book. We're out of time, but uh, we'll pick up again tomorrow with Dr. Leaf. I really want to encourage you to get a copy of her book, switch on your brain. This is a, a blueprint that will help you to change your thinking. 21 days, seven minutes a day, it will really change your life. Uh, the persecution of the Jewish people goes back centuries and it still exists to this day. Something we encountered firsthand on our latest trip to Ethiopia. The people in a small village called Tash Gaint are among the most persecuted people that we've ever met, yet they continue to overcome never losing hope. Take a look. Today we are standing on the mountain hilltop of Tashkent.
Jewish people have been living here for nearly 3,000 years. And this scenery is like the dawn of creation. We met this community which identifies as Beta Israel. Because of the persecution they're experiencing, they can't live in downtown. They're here in farms on the outskirts of the district. And we're listening to their stories. One woman has burning, has scars from, looks like third degree burns, from her neck down onto her arm because her house was burnt by locals just because she was Jewish. is because this woman was instrumental in helping this man yes. become a believer and he received great persecution after he became a believer and they even told him that he had the evil eye they call it the Buddha it's been great to see what God's doing the doors he's opening and at the same time to see the great challenges of of the evil one who has been opposing what we're doing. Although there's been pressure, sometimes persecution, uh, even isolation and discrimination, they are still praising the Lord. The people are alive, they still have hope, they're joyful, they're content with the little they have, but they are persecuted. When we face these kind of challenges, it just proves to us that God is in charge. Your support will also help Jewish Voice provide health and wholeness through life-saving humanitarian care to Jewish people and their neighbors in desperate need. Most importantly, you will be helping them to hear the life-transforming message of God's love and salvation found in Yeshua, Jesus. These are Jewish people in critical need. We've started the work, but with your help, we can do so much more. Anything you can do will make a difference and will save lives. Remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. This is your opportunity to be that blessing. Please call or click right now to help us save and transform lives. Join Jewish Voice Ministries as we tour the Holy Land and celebrate Israel 2017. It's time to honor the 50-year anniversaries of Jewish Voice and the liberation of Jerusalem. On this trip, you'll stay in five-star accommodations as we tour Mount Carmel, Nazareth, Jerusalem, the Mount of Olives, Upper Room, and more. You'll see Jonathan Burnus commemorate the recapture of Jerusalem right where it happened. We'll also visit an Israeli military base and enjoy a Bedouin meal. 
You can renew your marriage vows on the Sea of Galilee and participate in an immersion ceremony at the Jordan River. As an added bonus, you can even visit Eilat, the Red Sea, and world-famous Petra. Act now before this once-in-a-lifetime event sells out. Call and speak with our events coordinator to learn more exciting details about Celebrate Israel 2017 or visit jvmi.org Israel. Next time, how to rewire your brain, eliminate negative thoughts, and lead the life God intended. Next time on Jewish Voice with Jonathan Burnus. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Dr. Caroline Leaf will be back again tomorrow, and I hope you'll join us then. Before I leave, I want to remind you, as I always do, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122.6 tells us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and then tells us that they shall prosper that love thee. So for those of you that love the Jewish people, pray for their salvation and pray for God's peace plan to be fulfilled in Israel and around the world. Until next time, I'm Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you.